Hi, this is Mary Kay's Positivity Podcast. I'm a yoga and meditation teacher and life coach. I'm also author of several self-help books. Today, I have Karen Reese with us. Karen is a motivational speaker and a life coach who uses her psychic mediumship to transform lives. As a former stockbroker and business owner, she also uses her gifts to guide clients in making smart financial decisions. She is also used by law enforcement to crack difficult crime scenes. So thank you, Karen, for joining us today. Oh, thank you for inviting me. We're going to have a lot of fun, and I love your energy, Mary-Kate. You just got it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. You too. That's why you're here. When did you realize you had this gift? I was born this way, seeing dead people making predictions. When I was two, I remember this woman, Margaret, that would visit me in my crib very distinctly. Uh And also my mom had this gift. It runs on her side of the family, so I'm not the only person that's a psychic and a medium in the family. At age seven, though, that's when I realized I was a little different. That's when I predicted my father's passing. Three weeks later, he dropped dead suddenly, unexpectedly. He was in healthy shape. He was an engineer, and he passed away. And that's when I realized, thanks to a grandmother who was very psychic, she said it was God's way of preparing you. Because up until that point, I'd go shopping with my mom to, like, say, the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And I would see maybe a husband following a, a wife. And he could see that I could see him. That's the thing. People on the other side, they know when you can actually sense them. Right. As well as seeing predictions. And it didn't help either with my mom growing up. Oh, I saw three months today. Oh, there's dead Uncle John. Or there's going to be a plane crash or whatever. Oh, wow. It was just that way in my house. It was just weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it, they do, it tends to... F- come in um, generationally in families, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. It usually will run through your mom's side of the family, although my brother has it Mm -hmm. and his children have it as well, although Mm -hmm. he doesn't practice. But we all have some sort of psychic ability. Some may refer to it as intuition. Mm -hmm. All mediums are psychics. Mediums see dead people. Not all psychics see mediums. Mm -hmm. Psychics see past, present, and future. I happen to be both. Mm -hmm. Great for dates, too. Great for job (laughs) interviews. Great for negotiating. (laughs) So did your gift help you when you were a stockbroker? It does. In fact, I was looking at stocks today and I don't need to see the sheets on them. I just will know if this is a winner and this one isn't. Like I've got some positions that are pretty risky, but I know they're going to make money. Just like Bitcoin. I knew that. Just like the AI stocks, which I happen Mm -hmm. to love. I bought a a position into NVIDIA and I was looking at it today because I bought it a while back and it's just starting to blow. Yeah. And a lot of Wall Street people, you'd be surprised that rely on astrologers and psychics. Oh, yeah. I would think that would be a smart way to do it. And I've also heard a lot of president's wives and Mm -hmm. people in positions of power. Oh, God, you have no idea. It's insane. I'll tell you one funny story. I was doing a reading years ago for an FBI agent. I've been out of the market as a stockbroker for years, and I wasn't really following the market at that point in time, but I happened to be doing a reading, and I said something, and this gentleman happened to be an FBI agent. I said, you need to buy stock. I don't know if it was like TWO or TXO. It was something like that. I said, you need to buy it and sell it within seven days. He bought it, he sold it, and he made a ton of money. Wow. thank God it was a winner because I'm like, oh, this guy's high up the food chain. (laughs) So if you're psychic, would you be a really good student? Did you already know the answers or are there so many spirits bombarding you? You're overwhelmed. You know, that's a really good question. I've always been a lazy student and I know (laughs) how to study. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like with my stockbroker's license, a funny story, I was in my first semester in college. I was studying arts and science. I thought about being a plastic surgeon because I was artistically gifted, which Mm -hmm. I do my art occasionally if I'm doing uh, something law enforcement, Mm -hmm. but I would draw portraits 
And I was really smart in science and math, love science. And my first semester, I saw an advertisement to become a stockbroker. I went down, got the book. It was like a thousand pages or whatever, Mm -hmm. passed it, where normally you do a four-year degree in business and then you do six-month training. So I think it does help. I don't rely on it a lot when I'm studying. I'm more left brain. Mm -hmm. But I know Edgar Cayce used to put his books under his pillow. Now, had I known that as a kid, I probably would have done that too. Because again, I was a very lazy student. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I know (laughs) what you mean. I used to always say, let's see how smart I am without studying. (laughs) (laughs) That didn't go over well. I was easily distracted by all my friends. But (laughs) Awkward teenage moments had those too as a psychic. What do you say to people who don't believe? I found really religious people are Catholics. They just follow the Bible and they are scared of psychics and think it's like playing with fire. What do you say to those people? It's a really good question. And having had my mom's side of the family with her, a lot of them are psychic mediums, but they're all Catholics, Irish Italians. That's pretty much her side of the family. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting thing. I wasn't raised in any particular religion. I told mom, that's not my thing. And she was fine with it. Mm -hmm. But I tell people, it's really not my job. Unless you experience it, then it's very hard to convince somebody. But I will say when you hear, behold, John saw a vision in the Bible, he's getting something from an old, you know, an alternative reality, same with Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. And I always tell people, look at the intention behind it. And if you really believe in God, there's nothing to fear. Right. Because if I you agree. really believe in God, then look at the intention. Is the information, is it coming in a positive way? Is it here to warn you? Is it here just to give you a good time? Right. So I also personally believe that sometimes religion acts more as a block to Mm -hmm. our our connection to God, right? Meditation, listening to God, praying, speaking to God, and sometimes... Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) No, I I know, because my daughter has this gift, too. When she was two, I used to collect Bibles and angels, and she made a little shrine in her closet, and that was a form of protection for her, like, intuitively. So I just thought it, it... doesn't seem anti-God at all to me, but... No, and you really can't convince um, people no. if they're really dead. I personally think religion's a great basis, but it's not the full God, right? right? right. So the divinity within. And you can look at the Bible three different ways. Mm-hmm. And I tell people you can look at it literally. Poor Moses didn't have a GPS and he got a little lost. Mm-hmm. But you could look at it literally or symbolically, moving mountains, moving out of your own consciousness. Mm-hmm. Or my favorite is astrologically. If you look at the 12 disciples, they correspond to different astrological yeah like i think judas is pisces or whatever yeah i've seen that it is very interesting what's the most interesting criminal case you've worked on well i've worked on a lot there's actually two i get really weird cases mostly murders Mm-hmm. So there was one case, and it was really fun. The whole dynamics were really weird. So somebody had called me, and they wanted me to work on this case. And they wanted me to contact their detective, which I contacted the detective. And he lived in Nebraska. Oddly enough, I started reading him, and he didn't believe in psychics at the time. And I mentioned his wife by first name that he was going through divorce. I happened to mention his partner by last name that was sitting next to him. And I started mentioning all this other crazy stuff. But it was a murder case in which a body was caught up and put into like lime based uh, bins. The body was put in a bin with all this lime. But what was weird, I drew this picture and I said, it looks like the house is coming out. It's a barn. It's coming out of the ground. And he kept denying me and denying me. Finally, he couldn't deny me after I started hitting. But what was even stranger, the place where this murder or this body was in Lancaster, Nebraska. I was living in Lancaster, New York, which was even weirder. Wow. 
Yeah, when I do murder cases, I go into the mind of both the victim and the perpetrator, which is really weird. And to that, I'll say, you and I may share the same expression. We might both feel joy, but we'll feel it in a different way. We mm -hmm. mo uh, both might say happiness, but we'll feel happiness in a different way, like our emotional states. Mm -hmm. So when I go into the mind of either a victim or the killer, I'll pick up that kind of feeling. It's a really strange place. Yeah, I'll um, say. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I remember seeing that this person was bound and I felt my hands were being bound. And oh, and one other one, which was even weirder, there was a ritual associated with this murder. There were two boys, a girl, and there was another girl. And they were in their early 20s range, but they were doing a ritual and they ended up murdering a young female. And they took her out into the forest, for lack of a better word, and they did a ritual and it had a lot of heavy negative energies. And when I was doing it, when I was doing my psychic read on it, I could actually see negative energies associated with these three people that murdered this young girl. So, classmate of theirs. so you think these negative energies influenced them? Yes. And I think they were looking for negative energies. I don't know why people look for negative energies. No. If you want power, go for the white light power. Right. Don't do that. Right. You that, know, that breaks That was heart. creepy. Yeah. Yeah. And you could see the creep factor around them. And it was really creepy around mm -hmm. uh, the perpetrators. Yeah. My daughter works in a building that's really haunted and there's some negative energies like they've been murders there and she sees how it affects employees this is crazy nobody even knows this about this building but i'm like get another job <laughs> yes bring some holy water and something <laughs> right you know. get out of there so do people come to you to learn how to tap into their psychic gifts and if so what do you tell them some people will tell me or ask about that and i always tell people you want to quiet your mind Meditation is not something that and people tend to think that if you're going to become really good at meditation, you got to be able to do this focus factor mm -hmm. and they get all excited about them. No, what you want to do is just take a couple of deep breaths. Your mind is going to wander, but bring it back to a mantra. That's just normal. Expect that because sometimes mm -hmm. the expectations are well, if I can't keep that certain mind set that I'm not meditating properly. I'm like, no, if you want to lay in your bed and meditate and you just really need 10, 10 minutes quiet your mind, pick a mantra like the word peace, and then start looking for coincidences. Mm -hmm. So there's a whole dynamics to learning it, but yeah. those are the basics. Right, right, And that'll right. start to awaken your own senses. Just don't tell your doctor your voice is in your head or dead people or you make predictions. <laughs> They'll right. be like, here, take this meds. Totally. <laughs> I look at mediums and psychics as helping you live your best life a lot of times. How can we help loved ones that have passed away? What is something we can do from here? Because they're always helping us, guiding us. How can we help them? I got to tell you, that is one of the best questions I have ever been asked. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> <you>. <laughs> like, they really love you on the other side. You get an extra kudo. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it seems like it, I just always feel surrounded by mm -hmm. love and spirit guides and you want good karma. Too. Exactly. I love that question. I think from my experience, what people tell me when they're out of the physical mm -hmm. and they want their loved ones here to be happy, to live happy and healthy lives. Because mm -hmm. when you have a loved one in the physical that's happy and healthy, it makes it easier for people on the other side. Mm -hmm. I get that a lot with suicide. Somebody commits suicide, a lot of times they feel awful because now they see how it's affected their family. Mm -hmm. So if their family can find a way to be happy and cherish the moments and know that their loved one in spirit, someday they'll see them mm -hmm. and that they're in a much better place typically, mm -hmm. although there are a few exceptions, location like real estate. Mm -hmm. But 
and to talk to them as if they're still here. Relate to them as though they're not out of the physical. If you want to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. That's you know, great. That's yeah, great advice. Happy. Did your gift ever disappear? No, it never disappears. Yeah. I wish my waistline would disappear. That doesn't disappear <laughs> either. <laughs> no, sometimes people have said that. They had it as a child and, and it disappeared and then it came back even stronger. Yeah, no. And they don't also help you clean. If you ask them to do the bloody dishes, they just laugh. You know? <laughs> yeah. And grandma comes over, she's like, you're not making yonky. I'm like, yeah, no, that'll never happen. <laughs> <laughs> what is a common myth in your industry? Um, I think the common myth, and that's another really great question, is that you're always on and you're going to know everything all at once. And I tell people, if you come for a session or a reading, it's a snippet of time. The information you're meant to hear is what you're meant to hear at the time of your reading, which I have no control over. Mm -hmm. That information comes from the person sitting in front of me, from their aura, from their loved ones, from their guides and what have you. But mm -hmm. you're not always on. If you can imagine having your radio station, all radio stations playing simultaneously. It's just mm -hmm. not going to happen. Right, right. Otherwise, your head spins like Linda Blair. So when you met your husband, did you know right away? I actually saw his face three days before I met him. I was oh. driving, going to see classical music, and all of a sudden, his face appeared. And I'm like, that's the man I'm going to marry because we were very polar opposite. He was eccentric, but very <laughs> artsy. And he was a stockbroker, and I didn't mm -hmm. even meet him in the industry, which you would have thought. Yeah. I met him in a real weird way. But I did tell him there is an added extra benefit in my family the night I met him. <laughs> We're all psychics. <laughs> <laughs> and he wasn't freaked out. That's a good sign. Uh, yeah, no, he definitely wasn't freaked out, but he thought it was funny. But then he started. Over time, he would pick up. We lived in an old Victorian home that we had purchased. And I kept saying, oh, somebody by the name, I think it was like John Lillian. He keeps coming to visit me. And then he did research. And one of the owner's names was John Lillian in like 1852. Oh. And then we would hear music and he would start to hear it. When you're around a psychic, a lot of times your own psychic antenna gets sharpened. It's interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, tell us about a client that really touched your heart. I'll... It's a really sad story. So this is years ago. There's actually two. Yeah. This one's right. a really interesting. I could go on and on. But, I know. Go um, on. So yeah. So one day, three or four clients, and I kept seeing this gentleman walking outside with his shepherd dog. And I'm like, who's this guy, right? And I kept saying to the people, do you know this guy? Yeah, yeah, no. But he was walking outside. He was a spirit guide. I described him. And then I had to go to a house party years ago. So I'm going to this house party way out in God's country. I get to the party. I start reading. The owner sits down. She's a young girl, maybe in her mid-30s, real pretty girl. She had two young boys, a 10-year-old and a 12-year-old. Mm -hmm. As she sat down, all of a sudden, this gentleman appears. Oh, wait a minute. Your husband's on the other side. His name is Dave, and so on and so forth. And I said, he was in law enforcement. He's got his shepherd with him. And I said, and you just heard the song that you danced to this morning. It's Unchained Melody by the Righteous Brothers. All of a sudden, she's bawling. So she lost her husband, young mother, lost her husband. He was a police officer. And she said, I heard it this morning on the radio. That's what woke me up. That song, I woke up to the song. And that song was what we danced at our wedding. Wow. So she's bawling. And I'm like, he's bothering me all day. Then fast forward. <laughs> but I am an animal lover, loved his dog. I get in my car to leave after whatever. Mm -hmm. And as I'm driving, he's in my car and he says, Karen, I can't thank you enough. I said, hey, what are friends for? And we're driving and talking and chatting. And his dog was in the back seat. <laughs> And we're just having a rolling fun time. I'm a big animal lover. So. And he's made my day and so on and so forth. They said, hey, not a problem. As he's ending that, all of a sudden, that song, Unchained Melody, came up on the radio. Wow. 
So he faded. So did his dog. Apparently they had other work to do. And that song came up. And I thought, that's amazing. Right. Because that song came up. Of course, I called his wife the next day and I told her that. Yep. So it's really interesting. Another time I was doing a house party many years ago. And and it was supposed to be all women. So when I got there, this husband was there. When I was driving, there was a man in the car. And he said, you're going to meet with somebody at, at this party. It's fine. So I get to the party. And this gentleman turned out to be the wife's brother or something like that. Or no, one of the other people. Anyways, I walk in and I said, oh, you're on your way. And I go, but no, I need to talk to you. Because I heard I need to talk to him. He was my first reading. He goes, I'm supposed to, to be leaving. I go, no, you're meant to, hear, to be here for a reason. Anyways, he sits down. I go, your sister's here. He starts bawling. I said, wait a minute, her husband's here. He's really bawling. I go, wait a minute, the husband's apologizing about your sister, your brother-in-law. And I go, wait a minute, your brother-in-law is your wife's brother? It got really weird. So oh, wow. long story short, yep, his wife's brother married his sister. They had introduced the two. Wow. His wife's brother did a murder-suicide. He came in to apologize. She was there saying everything is okay, so on and so forth. This guy is bawling. Do you know afterwards, he goes, for 13 years I've been in therapy. He goes, nothing helped but today. Wow. See, I love that. Yep. He wasn't even expecting a reading, but I'm like, you know what? You're meant to have it. Right. very upset with his brother-in-law. He got it off his chest to his brother-in-law and the Mm -hmm. murder-suicide. But it was a good, healthy improvement in his life. It was like a release Mm -hmm. of all that... Anger yeah. and grief and, yeah. Um, yeah. I learned that life is a fleeting moment in time. And when you learn to let go of the worry and fear, it's a lot easier to discover your life purpose or your soulmates and really thrive. Do we have a lot of soulmates and spirit guides around helping us? And how do you know if you've met a soulmate? Oh my God, we're such dumbasses on planet Earth, so we need all the help we can get. <laughs> You've got the sharpest tools. God's look, you dumbass. you got to go back again. You screwed up the last time, you know. <laughs> so we typically will have three guides that the minute God created us, mm-hmm. we've had them in our world. And then you'll have specialists that will come in. So you might need the art guide or the CPA guide or whatever you're working on, the medical guide. Right. And as far as soulmates, it's funny because people define soulmates differently, but we'll have a multitude of different experiences with different people. Some lifetimes we've had better romantic partners than in other lifetimes. And typically when you meet a romantic partner, it doesn't mean that you just have one, but you might have a favorite or maybe two or three favorites because we've all lived multiple lifetimes. Mm-hmm. So right. oftentimes we'll bring people back in to work on whatever, either closure or work something or finish something or start something or mm-hmm. whatever. And our guys will help us. We just have to put it out there and ask for their assistance. They don't often just help. Usually you have to ask, although you can look for your guides when you go to your dream state because we all have out-of-body experiences. Mm -hmm. When you feel you're falling off your bed or something like that when you're sleeping, right? you've been out-of-body. So Mm -hmm. you can request, I will remember seeing my guide or my loved ones and you can start to remember those connections. Yeah, that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. I remember being a teen whenever I slept, I felt like I was falling off a boat. <laughs> and if you drink too much, you might feel that way too. Just saying. <laughs> Maybe that was it. So, have you been able to help someone with their life purpose? Um, Do you have a client yes. example of something like that? Uh, yes, I had recently, it's funny you should say that, I had somebody that had been practicing law for about 20 years, but that was really not their dreams. That's not what they really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because when I first connected in with them, I said, You should be a teacher that's all around you. I said, You will eventually teach. 
And that's exactly what their heart and soul was to teach. Mm-hmm. And so they, they're actually making the shift as we speak. Oh, wow. They're burnt out from law. That wasn't really with their heart and soul. It was something yeah. dad wanted them to do. Dad was a lawyer. But now they're shifting into really where their heart and soul is. And I tell people, follow your dreams. Yeah. If you dream about being a singer, maybe you can't be like the number one singer, but you can include that. You don't have to just have one job. You can have right. multiple streams of income. No, the reason why I ask is my brother recently took his life. And I really think he was in the wrong career. He went into finance mm-hmm. to pay the bills. But his heart was really on the water and in creative endeavors like entrepreneurship. So I do think that's so important to follow your heart. And sometimes we don't listen to it because we're like, oh, we got to pay the bills. But you'll pay the bills if you follow your heart. (laughs) And it makes sense why I mentioned, I kept thinking about suicide today. And we're talking a little bit about that. Yeah. Because I'm obviously fringing on your brother. Right. I I know. I knew when you brought it up earlier, I was like, I should tell her now. (laughs) Yeah. Suicide. Yeah. (laughs) I woke up this morning, a male with a suicide connection. Did you um, really? I swear to God. Yep. And also the name John too. I think he's connected to a John somehow, maybe on the other side. Oh, that's interesting. So I on the other side. I've had a near-death. I've gone out of body all my life to different realms. I've actually had a recent experience, too, and this happens a lot where I'll be walking and suddenly I shift out of my body for a hot minute, and it's a really funny experience. Or if I'm in my sleep state, I'll stay next to my body. Usually I'll be like, ooh, I better get into the gym. Those eyes <laughs> aren't looking too good. No. So that's a weird experience, but it's cool, too, because you feel very light. You What's know. your near-death experience? Yeah, it's funny because there's really only one difference between traveling out of body and having a near death because when you travel out of body it's like you can have a near death usually you don't because your body mm-hmm. isn't shutting down but maybe about i want to say 15 years ago mm-hmm. i come down with a really bad flu and i had some sort of something going on with my body and my organs i could feel them starting to slow down i had this once before mm-hmm. and thank god i took antibiotics i was actually getting a weird infection mm-hmm. the doctor had refused me that's a whole other story and thank god my mother had antibiotics i started taking them and then i went to a new doctor anyways but in this particular instance i was scheduled for surgery and my body started to shut down and i could feel everything slowing down i was sleeping i wasn't feeling good i went out of body and there i'm looking at my grandmother that I, simply adored my Italian grandmother and my mother-in-law, who I also adored, and my aunt, who's like another mother to me. And I remember going and they're like, Karen, you can't stay here. Your body's shutting down, but we need to send you back now and we need to give you boost of energy. And I'm like, oh, can't I just stay here? I feel so amazing. And I go out of body all the time, but I could actually feel my body, especially my heart slowing down. And that's why a lot of times when people pass and sleep, that's what they're getting. It's usually heart-related. I've gone through the landscapes on the other side, learned about reincarnation as a kid when my father, I was about 12, I went out of body, I was in my Mm -hmm. bedroom, I used to go out of body all the time and he would show me reincarnation. Wow. Um, Do you still mm -hmm. connect to your father? Because you lost him young. I did, yes. And actually, funny thing, my brother and I both had the same visions. I would see my father laid out in a blue casket. We didn't discuss it. My brother's 11 months younger than me. Oh. So he was six at the time and I was seven. And it was after my father died about three days later, we were playing. And that's when we both discovered we had the same repetitive vision and dream. I'd go to bed, I'd have this vision. I would wake up, I'd have the same vision. And he said he had the same and what was really funny, neither one of us went to his service, and that's when my mom said, oh, I buried your father in a blue casket to match his blue eyes. He's blonde, blue-eyed. He was a Viking, Viking in English, <laughs> so tall and skinny. Of We're course you're away. related to a Viking. 
<laughs> my father's short. My father was tall and I'm a medium both ways. You're not tall, <laughs> I'm not short. So funny. Yeah. It's insane. So do you know your spirit guides? Do you talk to them a lot? Oh, I do. I remember when I met my first spirit guide. Sam was his name. He's still Sam, but he's like a crackety old thing. He looks like he's from the Wild West. And I have a Ben. I love Ben. Ben's very jovial, more of a rounded person. And then David. David was very much in the ancient world. He's an Israeli. And then I have a female too, Catherine. So she's got red hair. Spirit guides are interesting. Usually they're very tall. Yeah, when I see them, Mm -hmm. they're very tall. Catherine's very tall. She's probably six feet. Oh, wow. You know, yeah. and the men are a lot taller. Maybe I could get them into the football team now that I think about it. Wow. Yeah, we're <laughs> <to> something. <laughs> spirit football. Get in the spirit. Are there any places or buildings people should avoid because there are negative energies there? Or how do you know when something is really unsafe for you? Because sometimes when people are filled with worry, I find that they can't hear their intuition. They can't trust yes. it. So how can we really know how to avoid these things? Well, and that's a really good question. That takes training to delineate between worry versus trying to pick up something intuitively mm-hmm. speaking. Mm-hmm. Malls, I will tell you, never never worry about going to malls. <laughs> what woman doesn't? <laughs> you don't Not a problem. <laughs> good spirits there, happy people. <laughs> I always tell people, if you go into an area, a building, and it could be a new building. A lot of times people mistake that you have to have an old building to have a lot of whatever. Sure, there's a lot of emotional energy stored up into older buildings. They've had more mileage, but you could also have a new building, somebody with corrupt energy, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually, whatever, they can go in and intoxicate the area. But if you Mm -hmm. go in and suddenly you get a shift of feeling, so you may have the worry moment, then you get another shift. Notice your feelings, pay attention. Maybe you want to cry or maybe you feel pain. That's an indication you're picking up something that way. Mm -hmm. And you really should listen to it. Same with people, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe you're happy one minute and then you walk in and you meet somebody or you're in a room full of people and all of a sudden you're feeling sad or you're feeling angry or depressed. Mm -hmm. You're probably picking up people's information without even knowing it because we're really sponges. What happens when you have a really negative boss and they are just irrational? Should you just quit your job and find something else? Or is there a way to change people's energy like that? There's a couple of things you can do. You can change your attitude towards them. Mm-hmm. You can look at them, step back and stop taking it personal. You can white light yourself, tell yourself, I surround myself with God's white light. Mm-hmm. I use a power prayer and it really does work. And it goes like this, dear God, I dedicate this day to you. Let everything that comes to me, let it be from you. And then you can put a request in, please, God, please make my boss happier. Please have my boss stop bothering me, whatever <laughs> you need to say. Help yeah. me find a parking spot in the right. name of God. <laughs> but if all else fails, sometimes you're better off looking for work. We spend the majority of our life working. Mm-hmm. No, so, yeah. you know, next, so it matters. It does because subconsciously it also affects you too. But mm-hmm. you also have to understand that not everything is your fault. But if you're around somebody negative, who wants to be around it? If you can get out, try to get out. I was just curious because I see so many people afraid to take that leap and they just tolerate stuff that. I would never want to tolerate. And My God, that's yeah. why I'm self-employed. I was always in sales. How <laughs> yeah. to win friends and influence people. Yep. yep. Napoleon Hill. There is some crazies out there. And, you know, sometimes you know more than your boss and they feel threatened or whatever it is. And oh, my God. So that, true. That's such a common theme with people. So, Isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Are there any other, like, 
client stories that you could share that were really interesting or stand out to you? Because one thing that you did that you actually helped a friend of mine, I had an ex-boyfriend a long time ago whose mother had passed away. And one time he opened up to me and he said, I think my stepfather killed her. And I go, that's really heavy. Why don't you report it to the police? And he said he had her body immediately cremated. And so I had actually asked you about it. And you said, oh, he pushed her down the stairs. He killed her. And what's interesting is he's still running around the town. And his previous wife had mysteriously died. And oh my God, his child died in a car accident. And the other one just recently got in a car accident. And I'm like, this guy's killing everybody and nobody knows. Oh, my God. Then, you know what? I would go to a higher authority, like an FBI. He just was like, I can't bring her back. So why? And I go, because he's going to keep killing people. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. This guy needs to be stopped. There are no such things as coincidence. You don't have to be a psychic or a rocket scientist to recognize this guy. Right. But what was your story you were about to say? Oh, I've had multiple stories. One story was really fun. I was just telling somebody about this the other day. So I'm reading this man and I said, oh my God, you're dating this woman. Wait, this woman's your sister-in-law. Wait, and her name is Lisa and your brother is Mike. Wait, hang on for a second. I'm really confused. Wait, Mike's your brother. He's married to Lisa, but wait, I see you dating Lisa. I'm actually sleeping with her. He looked at me. I go, dude, you're sleeping with your sister-in-law? What are you nuts? What is this, Cain and Abel or something? Right. Don't enable yourself. I said, you know what? Your brother's going to find out. Dad is, first of all, disgusting. Shame on her and shame on you. I go, you're just asking for major problems. I said, stop now. Your brother's going to find out within six weeks. Guess what? His brother found out in six weeks. Wow. So, yes. And then another really interesting one. Oh, God, there's so many of them that I could go on and on. But the <laughs> yeah. one time I was, I read this woman and I said, oh, my God, it looks like your husband might be transitioning, right? And I usually, that oh. usually doesn't come up in a reading. Yeah, that's but heavy. for some reason. Yeah, so she, so at some level, God wanted to prepare. She didn't know? Um, no, her husband was fit. He was like 52, half a pig with lipstick. And he was, <laughs> my husband runs and he's this and that and yada, yada, yada. So long story short, her sister had made an appointment a couple months after. This was like in January. Mm-hmm. But I had to bump her sister a couple times because of TV. Oh, we need you to come. So I bumped her, blah, blah. Finally, her sister comes in. Now, this is six months later. It's like mm-hmm. in July, seven months later. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember everything. And so the two girls come in. And so the sister comes and she sits down. And I go, oh, my God, I remember reading your sister. She goes, yeah. So as she's sitting down, I go, oh, your brother-in-law's here. She looked at me. I said, oh, yeah, he just died, he said, like really recently. She almost fell over in her chair. She said, Karen, he just died yesterday. I was supposed to see you like in April. Then you bumped me to Maine. She said, then you had to bump me again. And I go, oh my God. And then she said, you told my sister. And I said, it really makes sense why all this has happened. God had a bigger divine plan because clearly God knew that he was calling him home. She goes, but he was in great shape. He just dropped over of a heart attack. He was a runner. He was in great shape. And Mm -hmm. I said, well, get your sister in here in a minute. And I said, so the whole purpose of this, she goes, tomorrow, his services. And I said, but you need to go to his service tomorrow and tell everybody that he came today, that life continues. That is the moral of the story Mm -hmm. and to live your life happy and healthy. So I thought that was cool in a weird way. Yeah. A lot of people think, and this happens, happens all the time, to be honest with you somebody dies, if you get a psychic that will tell you, oh, so-and-so, I can't connect because they haven't been over there long enough. I'm like, what are you cooking a steak over there? Like, seriously? When people die, they can come that same day. That just happened a couple of weeks ago. I read a woman. I said, oh, your mom's here. She goes, oh my God, my mother just died four hours ago. I just got the call from Florida. Wow. Read this lady. Yep. 
I had another interesting case. My assistant said, is it true that people can't come over after they die? I said, no, they come right away. In my family, they wake me up. But And they also tell yeah. me ahead of time, we're going to take Uncle Joe or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'm at my audience thing. I pulled this woman out. I said, there's a Henry here. And he said he just died. And she goes, oh my God, he just died this morning. His daughter was supposed to come with me, but she couldn't because she's making arrangements for her father. Go tell your friend that dad Henry's here. So that was a Saturday. I get a call Monday to be on a radio station here in Buffalo, one of the um, largest ones. Mm-hmm. I get there on Tuesday and I'm relaying the story. As I'm telling the story, his grandson-in-law-to-be is sending an email or a text stating that I just read uh, Grandpa Henry and he was remarking about it. It was like really weird that he was able to get through all the the phone calls and relay that as I'm relaying the story, which wow. was obviously Henry. Yeah. Right. Spirits work on the other side. People work and do things. Yeah. That's what was the question I was about to ask you was how soon can you connect with them and what is their process? Do they go through a school or, or look at their life fast forward so they can learn from mistakes? Do you know what kind of patterns they go through? Yes. So depending on how you lived your life, but my experience, and I've got somebody to draw upon, but typically as you're getting ready to pass away, or even if it's in a fast passing, usually you'll have a loved one there to guide you to the other side and mm-hmm. welcome you home. But at some point you'll get a life review. Usually you'll have it like right then and there, mm-hmm. but if you don't have it right then and there for whatever reason, then at some point within 24 hours, typically speaking, you'll have that opportunity. But in the meantime, a lot of times people come right away. They leave their physical or they may say, I need to stay here for a few more minutes and hold off because my daughter's coming in to say goodbye to my body or whatever. Mm -hmm. So there's no real hard rule, but at some point you'll get a chance to stay and then you can come back and visit your loved ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is there um, any question that I haven't asked that you wished I asked? I think you've asked great questions. I'll tell you one other fun story. Sometimes mm-hmm. people think you should always give lottery numbers, and I do get numbers a lot. And yeah. I tell people, if you're meant to win, you'll win. And I have to say, I have given lottery numbers where people have won. My uncle is one example. My mom had called one time, and she said, Uncle Patty's going to Vegas. And I said, I don't see him winning, but I do see him playing five out of seven numbers, but it's a lottery ticket. So I gave her the numbers. And he had lost in Vegas, but when he came home that following week, he played the lottery with those five numbers and he won. Wow. I should have played them. Yeah, you, wait. I should have asked for my condition. You should <laughs> give me some numbers. <laughs> <laughs> You've got good numbers. You've got a 14 and a 24. Those are good numbers for you. Really? Yep. That's- yep. And I, But I tell people, if you're meant to win, you'll get the numbers. <clears throat> yeah. You just, you just named the two numbers. Like one was my son's sports jersey number and the other was the day he, he was born so it's interesting oh, yep you know. there you go and yeah. those numbers also are karmic for you too connecting to your son oh really that's interesting yep. yeah many past lives yeah yeah i could see that although he doesn't call much he must think he knows me i'll <laughs> <laughs> know you there on the other side and they all love you so oh that's sweet yeah it's been so much fun learning about your world and all the good that you do. So I really appreciate your time today. How can our listeners get in touch with you if they want to have a reading or if they want to learn more? And tell us about any books you may have out. I'd, I'd just like to get them. 
I'll send you some. If anybody's interested, you can go to my website, which is Karen Reese, but I spell it differently. It's K-A-R-Y-N-R-E-C-E. Mm-hmm. Clearly, my parents were not hooked on phonics. People <laughs> never can spell my name right, first or last. <laughs> you know? Or you can jump on my Instagram, which I do a live Instagram Wednesdays, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard for an hour. Mm-hmm. Try to make sure you go to the right Instagram because there's a couple of imposters out there. I have the check mark, 9 o'clock. And I take some questions, give some readings. Mm-hmm. So it's Karen Reese at Instagram, K-A-R-Y-N-R-E-E-C-E. I've got some workshops coming up if anybody's interested. I'll be announcing those soon. I'm working on a couple more books, which hopefully will be out within the next six months. Oh, that'll be great. What are your books yeah. about? One book is about the understanding of psychic medium. Mm-hmm. Everything you thought you knew about psychic mediums, you're dead wrong. That's what the title is because people have all these kind of misconceptions. And then I have another book on how to uh, develop your psychic abilities. And the other one's a very motivational book, which I have to finish writing. Oh, I uh, love that idea mm-hmm. because you probably have such great instincts on inspiring people. Yeah, yeah. I, a lot of it I get from the other side. And a lot of the inspirations actually are from people's worlds because you have that in your aura but we all get caught up the biggest thing is trying to manage our own emotional states and when you're in a heavy dense area of the physical realm you turn on tv and there's always something negative and we subconsciously put that in our aura we pack it into our subconscious we need to release some of that or not allow it in that's a really good point because i do Mm -hmm. get weighed down by the corruption in the world and how do you release that do you just keep sending blessings Mm -hmm. to all these crazy leaders (laughs) (laughs) all together it doesn't matter what's the same coin two different sides but the same coin everybody (laughs) it doesn't really matter there's a couple things you can do so one of the techniques that i like so if i'm getting like bombarded with a lot of negativity Mm -hmm. i'll visualize like a shelf and i'll put like a little box and say okay mr negativity you're there or i tell people you can think about the mucinex commercial with a little character that they have and visualize that your negative energies or your negative thoughts or whatever's around you that's it and you're going to pick them up and put them in a garbage can And then you can say, I'll take you out when I want to. So now you have control. And right Mm -hmm. now I don't want to take you out. That's one thing. You got to keep your physical in check too. When your physical isn't strong enough, your physical constitution, it's easy for barriers to get broken down because we're related on a physical, spiritual, and emotional level. Mm -hmm. So make sure your iron, if you're a female, is up. If your iron is low, you might find that you're more vulnerable to negative energies. You're not thinking, you get depressed. 5-HTP, it's an amino acid. It's great for migraines. It's great to help to abate your sweet tooth, but it's also great if you're feeling a little down in the dumps, vitamin D, uh-huh. a little exercise. Oh, and your electrolytes. Make sure you always have good electrolytes. Yeah. Our foods are just so robbed of nutrients now. Totally. And sunshine. I feel like sunshine oh. just is game changer. Oh my God. I was just out in LA about three weeks ago mm-hmm. and the little sunlight that I was getting. It was cold, but I still felt happier. And then I came back to Buffalo or one of the cloudiest areas in the States. So Mm -hmm. sunshine makes a big difference. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. And I hope to have you on our show again soon. Oh my God. Thank you. And God bless you. God bless you. Bye, Karen. So we're going to prepare for a meditation. See if you can get in a comfortable seat. Become really relaxed. 
And I want you to just take a deep breath in, just like Karen was telling us, and a long breath out. And repeat to yourself, peace, I am peace. And allow that heaviness ground your body in your seat or if you're laying on your bed, wherever you are. Consciously relax the muscles in your face. Unclench your teeth. Relax your jaw. Let the neck and shoulders soften. Now allow your arms and legs to feel loose and heavy. Your fingers. Bring your attention to your fingers. And then take a deep breath in. I am peace. Now exhale, letting go of any negative energy. Let it leave the body. Your rib cage relaxes, rises and falls with breath. And I want you to visualize sunshine, like shining down bright into your skin, healing your brain and your heart. Again, slowly inhale through your nose, pulling air down into your belly. And then as your abdomen expands up into your rib cage and finally your chest, hold for a few seconds. Then breathe out slowly while drawing in your abdomen and relaxing your chest and rib cage. Breathe in slowly, just as you did before. But as you pull in air, raise your arms up over your head until the backs of your hands touch the floor or the back of the bed. And stretch and hold that for 10 seconds. As you slowly exhale, bring your arms back over your head to your sides. And place the tip of your tongue gently against the roof of your mouth. And breathe in slowly through your nose. And as you exhale, Visualize any stress in your body or mind transforming into smoke and leaving your body with your breath. My puppies are wanting to go for a walk. Sorry for their interruption. (laughs) But I hope that you can stay with this peaceful feeling all week. Thanks for joining us today. Namaste.